Hello, this is Bill Koenig with Spy Command, and this is part two of a series about observations concerning a No Time to Die rewatch. For part one, I used a, uh, admittedly, a, a robo voice because it was late, I was tired, but uh, I wanted to do this one myself. So here goes. Hello, this is Bill Koenig with the Spy Command, and I'm with you today for part two of Observations of a No Time to Die rewatch. For part one, I used a robo voice because, well, it was late and I was tired, but I did want to record this one myself. So here we go. The family theme. James Bond traditionally wasn't known as a family man, but No Time to Die makes a big deal about a family theme. That's not me talking. Eon Productions boss Barbara Broccoli played up that idea in a podcast interview with The Hollywood Reporter. She talked about Bond's MI6 family and his real family. Rewatching the movie, that comes through. Safin's villainous scientist refers to Madeline Swan and her, and her daughter as your family to the villain. Bond, according to the closed captions for the movie, refers to them as his family. Revisiting the Spectre scripts. There were some drafts of the script for Spectre 2015 where Bond shot Blofeld in the head. One draft, completed shortly before filming began, ended with Bond telling Madeline, we have all the time in the world. Neither made it into the final film, but with no time to die, Eon doubled down. In the pre-credit sequence of No Time to Die, Bond tells Madeline that we have all the time in the world. Toward the end, just before Bond is blown to smithereens, Bond tells her, you have all the time in the world. And of course, just before that, Bond blasts Safin away. Scooby Gang gets to emote. It's not just Bond, Daniel Craig, who gets a big death scene. Leia Sadu as Madeline gets to emote. So do the Scooby Gang. Ralph Fiennes is M, Naomi Harris is Money Penny, Ben Wishaw's Q, and Rory Kinnear's Tanner. You promised. Just before he dies, Bond tells Madeline he's not going to make it. She replies, You promised. At this point, Bond has apparently lost a fair amount of blood and isn't moving around very well, thanks to a few bullet wounds, courtesy of Safin. Did Bond really have to die? That's almost irrelevant. The whole movie was designed to have Bond die. Quibbling about nanobots, couldn't Bond's EMP, EMP watch rid him of the nanobots, etc., etc., etc.? Doesn't really matter. Bond was going to die. The question was how. That's it. This is Bill Koenig at the Spy Command. Thanks for listening.